Good morning. This is uh, Pastor Doug, and you are listening to Mornings in the Spirit with Pastor Doug, Douglas Schof. And uh, I'm very grateful for whoever is listening to this, whether you're listening uh, live or whether you're listening to the recording. Doesn't matter. I'm just glad that you're here. Uh, I cannot believe, I can hardly believe at least, this is episode 11. Um, I've made attempts at podcasting before, minor attempts, but uh, I'm very determined that that God has something for us uh, in this way of presenting the gospel. And more than that, it is a time when it's designed at least as a time in the morning when we pull aside, when we we can take a deep breath or two and we can plan on being open to the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, I taught on uh, the Matthew, the seventh chapter, where Jesus said that if you hear my words and obey my words you're building your life upon the rock and if you don't you're the foolish person who built his house upon the sand and when the storms came the house on the rock stood stood firm and when the storms came the house on the sand uh, crumbled crashed uh, was destroyed disintegrated and today, I want to read from the very beginning of that sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew 5, 1 through 12. And I'm going to read through the scripture in its entirety, uh, Matthew 5, 1 through 12. And then we'll go back and uh, today we'll only cover uh, about half of the Beatitudes, and then tomorrow uh, I'll cover the rest of the Beatitudes. So, the scripture says in Matthew 5, Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. Now, just a note about the uh, first verse of Matthew 5. Uh, Jesus had crowds all around him. Uh, Sometimes with the crowds, he went up into a mountain, as in this instance. Sometimes he went out on the lake, on the Sea of Galilee, in a boat, and taught them from a boat. But in this mountain sermon, this sermon on the mount, uh, there's a parallel to the Old Testament. In Exodus, Moses went up onto Mount Sinai. But there was a difference there because when Moses went up into Mount Sinai, uh, there were thunders and lightnings and it was a, a, a scary time. Moses was told to go up onto the mountain all by himself. None of the children of Israel were allowed to go. If any of the Hebrew children 
uh, did even touch the mountain, uh, they would be destroyed because that mountain was holy and it was a, a fearful thing. And, and I understand that because God wanted the children of Israel, God wanted Moses to understand that he was not to be trifled with and that what he was about to do, that is giving them the Ten Commandments, was a very serious thing. But here we see Jesus, um, the prophet that was, well, the prophet that Moses foretold uh, simply by being who Moses was. Uh, Jesus, this new Moses, went up onto the mountain, not alone, but he took the crowds with him. Not just the crowds, but when he was about to give this sermon, uh, the disciples were gathered all around him. And there was a feeling of reverence and awe, that's true. Uh, there was a, an authority about Jesus that was unlike the teachers of the law. Uh, there was this authority by from which he spoke. But these words that Jesus was about to give were words of a new covenant. They were words of a new law. They were words that were uh, to be internalized within the people. Not that the Old Testament and the older teachings were not to be internalized, but, but these just seemed to mesh differently with people. Now, Jesus was bringing with him the words from heaven. These words that I'm about to read are just as much part of heaven's words, heaven speak, as were the Ten Commandments. All right, so without any further ado, let's read these Beatitudes. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You just see Jesus seated and speaking these wonderful words. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Those are all words of power 
Those are words that are, as Peter said, they are words of spirit and they are words of life. They are eternal words. You have the words of eternal life, Peter said. So looking back on this text, uh, let's take a little bit closer look on, on just a, a couple of, of these uh, new commandments, okay? Uh, and then tomorrow, I'll, I'll take the rest of them. So poor in spirit. I mean, in our, in our world, it would seem that those who are elevated to positions of power and authority in the kingdoms of this world are anything but poor in spirit. Sometimes you get a leader who is poor in spirit. Sometimes you get a leader who is humble and who understands that his or her position is actually given to them by God and that as they humble themselves before God, uh, he would honor them. So I, 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 I want to I actually be brief here and sometimes I might get distracted by my own thoughts. Uh, as I think about this poor in spirit and as I meditate upon it, I'm thinking that this is humble. This is knowing our own need. Knowing that heaven's treasures are ours. They belong to the very children of the kingdom. But to know that outside the kingdom of heaven, we are poor, even if we are materially rich, we are poor. There's just something spiritual about humbling ourselves before God and saying, God, fill me. Those who mourn, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I don't even know how many funerals I've I've had in my ministry, or or will have when, until my ministry is over. But it has occurred to me that those who mourn, there well, there are two types of those who mourn. There are those who mourn according to the flesh and those who mourn according to the Spirit. There are those who mourn in desperation and in no hope. And there are those who mourn in hope. We always say, rest in peace. I would like that to be not rest in peace, but rest in hope. Blessed are those who mourn. Mourn for the loss of the world as God intended it to be. In other words, creation, the world, people, nations are not what God intended them to be in the first place. And we grieve that. We, we must grieve that. 
for uh, loss, we grieve for loss of loved ones. Uh, we will receive comfort. Mourning is temporary. Comfort is eternal. And so Jesus said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. There are many times that I have read or you know, and, and heard people say that uh, they've suffered a loss decades ago and they still mourn that loss. They grieve that loss. And I'm thinking, is there no end to grief? Is there no end to mourning? Well, you see, Jesus came so that those who mourn might eventually be comforted by the God of all comfort who comforts us in any affliction so that we might be able to comfort those around us in any affliction. That's, that's all I'm going to take today. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. May these words not just be words on a page uh, in, a, uh, in an iPad, if you're reading it from an iPad. But may these words be truly what they are, words of life, of inspiration, of power, of authority. We've just begun to plumb the depths of these teachings. I pray that the Holy Spirit is upon us. I pray, Lord, that you will open our hearts. I pray, Lord, that you will make us pliable in your hands and that as you mold our lives, we, we ask you to mold them according to your will. And that, Lord, this growing in the Spirit is because we are open to you. Because we have faith that as we look at your words and humble ourselves before you, and before your wisdom, that your Holy Spirit will be upon us. And that we will see things, we will see life, from your perspective. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, folks, we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. This was a little bit long today, uh, but I'm trying to hold these to, to 10 minutes. This time I got 15. So tomorrow we'll take the rest of the Beatitudes and uh, we'll, we'll be more concise. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in and bye for now.